Shelikov Strait approaching Kodiak, 3rd of July, 1978. Minute by minute, the Northeaster gained momentum as it tunneled its force between the dim, snowy mountains on either side of the strait. A swell bigger than the rest rolled toward them, built into a foaming monster, and tried to engulf the bow. Instead, the boat rolled up steeply and gracefully before the sea could break in force, and globs of water that drummed on the wheelhouse roof dissipated into thick ripples down the windows. I don't feel like bucking this today, Hank Crawford thought without heat. The others whooped, enjoying the ride, their feet in sandals braced apart on the pitching carpeted deck of the wheelhouse. Good boat. And he knew how to handle her. That's why they could laugh. Another wave came, then another. He steered smoothly to meet them. Where better could he be, after all, than here aboard his own boat, in control, heading home, the hold plugged with salmon. It barely mattered much that he was tendering other guys reds from Chignik instead of catching them with Jones and the rest off Igvak. That was the price for owning too big a boat to limit Seine between crab seasons. What the hell? This is my time, he decided, feeling mellow about it, and this is my place. Shitty weather, eh, Hank, old boss, yawned Seth, swaying with the motion. Never seen worse. Man the lifeboats. Man, remember two winters ago in the Bering? Way north around Misty Moon and Pribilofs in the Bering? Man, gusting a hundred, ice all over the crab pots had to crawl ass level just to chip ice. That's the day, man. I thought we was... When Seth trailed off, Hank knew worse memories had returned. John and Moe, the other crewmen, remained quiet when the two old-timers started reminiscing. Their history aboard the Jody S covered months instead of years. Hey, you apes, said Hank to draw them in. Signing up to box tomorrow? Not me. John declared. His big eyes seemed always serious and disapproving. Going as far from town as you can get, my girlfriend and a book. Sure, boss. Hell yes, said Moe in a voice as sturdy as his arms. Do it for the boat, okay? I didn't mean you had to. Only one-fourth of July a year. I want to. How about you, boss? You going to take on somebody? Hank steered them through a drumming wave and called over the noise, No chance! There's Jody if I want to fight! They all laughed. One of the waves rose out of all proportion, its rhythm broken by a cross swell, and the bow suddenly thudded into a wall of sea rather than riding over it. Catapults of water shot toward them. Duck! cried Hank, crouching. The force moved through as if no reinforced glass intervened, crashing the windows to engulf them in kicking, pulling water. It covered Hank with frightening coldness. Spitting bitter salt, eyes nearly blinded from the sting, he struggled upright into a blast of wind, his hand still clasped on the steering lever. The boat veered to port with a jolt like a kick. Without control, they'd broach. He gunned the engine and steered to starboard. This took the boat on a sickening roll that slammed water and debris around his legs. The next wave broke and covered them with new water that surged through the door to the bunks and galley below.
He kept his voice calm. Seth, check engine door. Start bilge pumps. Mo, John, open survival suits. Don't panic. Seth's burly figure stumbled away, dripping, faster than the others could merely gain their feet. With one hand steering, Hank grabbed both sideband and VHF microphones. All ships, Adele H, and all ships. This is Jody S. Jody S. Just north of Miner's Point, Shelikoff Strait. Stand by. Jody S. Two miles off Miner's Point, just north. He held off declaring Mayday, but kept his grip on the mic. Who'd be around? Most boats fishing Igvac would have headed home to Kodiak for the holiday. To his men, shouting to make sure Seth heard. Turning hard to starboard! Hold tight! Seth, hold tight! He maneuvered the boat onto the crest of a lesser wave, then throttled full ahead and turned the rudder hard. She dipped, rolled, and rose to slamming wood and metal as water swept his feet.